Okay, welcome to tonight's edition of Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is a presentation, ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial from Studio B in, in the Weiss Entertainment Center. Uh, tonight's tonight's sheer, a prophetic vision in the 21st century. The message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. This series will focus on how Shmuel Novi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our time. The series will be dedicated, has been uh, uh, dedicated um, in memory of Rabbi Rachmiel ben Aramea, Nisham Meshav and Leah. Also tonight, L'Havdil Mechaim L'Chaim, L'Schus Rafua Shlema, Chava Henechana Bas Benina, uh, so we'll wish her for Shalema and we'll, we'll dedicate tonight's learning to that as well. Uh, we, we were discussing the, the challenges of Shal HaMelech. So I mentioned last week how Shal HaMelech is a complicated figure. Now, I, me- I mentioned two weeks ago um, Rabbi Rivlin's statement from Karen Biyavna, where he said that that we're not allowed to, you know, we're only allowed to criticize them really the way the Novi criticizes them. If the Novi criticizes them, then we're allowed to say, right, right. So, so, so a lot of times we have in the Gemara, you know, the Gemara has a concept that had the Pesach not said it, that we wouldn't be allowed to say it, right? It's the same thing. Uh, the Gemara says that by uh, saying praises of a Kodesh Baruch, who says, Akel, Agadol, Agibar, Anurayel, Yom. So the Gemara, Gemara tells a story about a certain individual who went on beyond the, the scope of what uh, Shimon Esrei has. And they said to him, Ad Khan, like, like only up to there. So, so sometimes that concept of mikro amro yeshol amro that that without the pasuk we wouldn't be allowed to say it is is very important. So, so we are allowed to criticize the Novi criticizes uh, along those lines, but but we're not allowed to to take um, uh, figures of the Novi and and you know figures in the Novi kings of Hashem and and turn it into something very very negative. Uh, but with, with that said, Shal uh, Amelech. Uh, had many challenges. Uh, we spoke about last week about whether it was correct for him to remain quiet on his on the criticism that he received um, initially. But but what's clear from the story, and we're in, we're in Perak Yedalef uh, of of Yavesh Gilad. Uh, what what's clear of the story is that that he did have some great sense of responsibility uh, when the people when the message came to him. That the king of of Amon was was looking to to uh, take out the eye of each member of Yavesh Gilad in in uh, exchange for cooperation. So clearly, um, he he acts in a way that's appropriate. Uh, I'm going to start. I'll just start from Pasuk Vov. It's on page sixty six. If you're in the art scroll, it's Paragid Aleph um, uh, Pasuk Vov. Is what is what happened. Uh, we, we did this a little bit last week, um, but though it, it's okay to review, we're allowed. It says, Vatislach Ruach Al Kim Al Shaul, Kishamo is Had Barim Ma'ela. 
Very interesting Pasuk. Pasuk says that there was a Ruach Elokim. He had the spirit of Hashem. He had Ruach HaKodesh, and then he became angry. What's interesting, what's interesting about that is that uh, it says that the Hashem's presence only rests upon the Jewish people when there's Simcha. So it's very interesting that it says that he had Ruach Elokim, he had Ruach HaKodesh, but yet he was angry. So it's an interesting idea. But so, so the Radak doesn't really say Ruach HaKodesh. He says Ruach Gevura, that, that, that it wasn't actual Ruach HaKodesh, but it's, it was a, a, a spirit of Koyach, meaning, meaning that Hashem gave him the, the Koyach. You know, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we, we're, we want to do something and we want to do the right thing. And we just need that um, uh, um, that that push. Um, if I if I could send people back uh, forty years, uh, I, 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 I really this is a funny funny thing to think about. If you remember the show Happy Days, um, uh, and you know my, those of us who are that old don't remember that show. Anyway, so we know the Fonz and all that. Anyway, there there's the scene where he has to do so. I think he has to wear glasses because he could because he couldn't see. And, and he needed Richie to to push him, and, and you know Richie was unprepared. And he goes in and he tells him just nod and just do say your thing. And he goes in and 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 and, and, and he talks to him for like one minute, and then he goes out and he puts on his glasses. And and you know I, I say that because sometimes we just need that little that we know it's we know we have to do what, what, what was right, and and um, and we just need that push. And, and and then we, we push, and then after the fact, we know we did the right thing. But like, so so that that's that's what it means. It says, "But Tislak Ruach Alokim Al Shaul," that he the, the Radak says, "Ruach Gevura, Gevuras Min Kadam Hashem Al Shaul." The Targum says it's a it's a a a spirit of strength that came from from Hashem. That Hashem pushed him. Um, yeah, and and Masudat David says it as well. He says, "Avar Allah ruach goldel levav ugvura me Hashem kishamo v'chara po al machashamuni." It was he, he once he got that strength and once he got that ability, so then he became angry at the king of of, of Amo. So and, and and that's what happened. So so vayikav semet varkav vayinatchehu pasuk zayin. So he takes a pair of oxen. And he cuts them into pieces by Yisrael, and he sends it throughout the entire um, boundaries of the Jewish people, wherever Jewish people were living. Um, and and, and uh, if you don't if you don't join the army, this is what I mentioned last week that uh, Devora, um, in her in her praise of the great miracle of Sisera criticizes the Shvatim that sit home. Um, sitting home is not a, a Jewish concept. Uh, we, you know, we had, we had an appeal on Shabbos, we spoke about on Shabbos, about uh, Karen Ashviz, of supporting the farmers who, who, are, who are going, who are giving tremendous amount of, showing tremendous amount of Amuna and Moser Nefesh to, to keep Shemitah this year. And we want to support them. We want to send them financial support. Um, and, 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 that, and that's very important. And we have to, you know, we have to, 
mobilize. When we want people to keep the mitzvah shemitah, so we have to mobilize all the Jewish people uh, in Israel and abroad to help them make it happen and, and make it do well. So we, we set up that we're going to collect money for, for Karen Ashvias to, to send to Eretz Yisrael. If you're not on the uh, local network and you're interested in contributing through our shul, please let me know. Um, I will be uh, I will send you the, the information on, on that as well. Um, and very important, we're going we're gonna to hopefully be able to raise money that farmers will be able to keep Shemitah properly. So anyway, so, so sometimes you need that, you know, that extra incentive that you like, you know, you're ready to do the right thing. And you just need someone to put it out there. And that's what happened. And, and, and then Shaul took charge. And he says, everyone's involved. And look what he accomplished. He says the people were afraid of Hashem. Um, Right, so so Masudat David said, "What was this fear?" They were afraid to rebel against Hashem's chosen king, and and that, that, that and that's that's what happens here. And um, now, why does he mention Shmuel? So the Radak points out, also kulam Amar so he said, he said, so Shaul, interesting, you know, okay, he was also, well, it was also a practical person. He said, listen, you guys don't want to follow me, but, but you're going to follow Shmuel. Like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to go after him and, 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 and you're going to join the army, if not because of me, but because of, of him. And, and, and he was successful in mobilizing um, to protect the Jewish people. It, it is so important to mobilize to protect the Jewish people. There was a great speech by um, Golda Meir in 19, I want to say late 1947, maybe early 1948, before the establishment of the, of the uh, Medina. So, so basically... I mean, as it, it, it could actually, it's a great scene from the movie about her life with Ingrid Bergman. Um, the the goal, they needed arms. They had nothing. Well, what did they have? What did what did the Israeli army? They barely had an army. They barely had arms. And 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 she goes to uh, Chicago, and there's apparently a gathering of very very wealthy Jews. And and you know, she says in her speech, she says. Whether or not there'll be a Medina is not really up to you. That, 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 that decision has already been made. But whether it will survive, that is up to you. And, 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 the, story, and the story is, the story is that she supposedly had, they needed 25 million. She raised 50 million uh, um, because, because she, she created that sense of no seba o chavero, that, that we're in this together, that, that, that 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 if we're, if we're not in this together, we're not going to be successful. And 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 people really really opened up. The wine tells the story that she was here in America during the Six Day War, and and that people were were were, were you know overwhelmed. You know there was fear, and that people he, he he tells the story that people took gold cufflings off off from their shirt and and they gave it to her. Like people were so were so uh, you know entrenched in in helping the, you know helping the Jews in Eretz Israel and were nervous about what, what was going to happen that they were going to that they were willing to do anything 
And and I think and and, and Shoal said, you know what? We got to help our people. You don't want to believe me, or you don't want to follow me. Okay, then follow Shmuel. And and he know and he knew as we we've spoke so much about Shmuel and Novi's greatness, he knew nobody was gonna back down uh, on helping <laughs> once he said Shmuel and Novi. And again, and again, that goes that goes back in life to to knowing knowing your crowd and knowing how to you know hit them in in the right places. Uh, so the Pusk says. He counted them at Bezek. Bezek is the first place that was attacked in Sefer Shoftim. Um, so they were wow, that's a, that's a pretty pretty big army. They were they were thirty. There was three hundred thousand of Ish Yehuda Shloshim Aleph, and then the men of Yehuda um, was was another thirty thousand. So they they were. Um, they were ready. They, they, they were they were inspired. The the Mesudat David says Bimhirut Rav Achas says that they came together quickly and with one one force. Like they, they were ready. They, they they understood they understood the seriousness of the situation. They were ready to attack. Um, I I've pointed out in the past that that one of the great moments in Israeli politics was in May of 1967. Uh, when when the uh, threat uh, of of the Arabs was so great that it was probably the only time uh, I don't think it was any other time in the history of Israeli politics that there was a complete coalition across across the board, right to left to center. There was no there was no time to. Uh, to, to, to argue politically. Everyone understood the danger. Everyone knew what had to be done. And there was no, absolutely no dissenters. It was a complete coalition uh, across the board. And, 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 and it is nice to see, um, it wasn't nice that the situation wasn't nice, but it was nice to see that, that, that everyone had that sense of, we have to protect the Jewish people. And that's, that's what happened here. And, and again, again, so many times I've emphasized this, but Novi tells our story. This is our story. Shmuel Novi writes us because he knows in history, this is what's going to happen. The Jewish people are going to have to stand up for the Jewish people. And, and, and when, when Shaul sent out that word, they mobilized. And they mobilized Bimheira and Ke'ishachat. Um, and and you know and sometimes and, and, and so many times in Jewish history we've needed that 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 need to mobilize together. I I I I do think that all the you know you know we talk about Karen Shvius so we talk about you know friends of IDF and and supporting the yeshivas in Eretz Israel and 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 all of that I, I do think that's gone a long way to allow the, the enterprise that was created in 1948 to, to be successful and, and, and hopefully continue to be successful. Hopefully we'll see after the Shemaya and Hashem's protection. And that's what we needed here, Hashem's protection. Um, so the, so they, they said to the messengers who have come, go tell the people in Yavesh Gilad. Uh, tomorrow you will be saved. Uh, when the when the sun uh, gets hot. Uh, and, and they came to um, 
So they came and they told the people, and the people were were happy. As they, they, they understood that their message, uh, their, so their message had gotten out. So one is Chol Hashemesh. So Mesudat Zion says Chatziyayom means that when it's at the highest point of the day, that by midday you will have you will have uh, the support that you need. Uh, do not fear. Uh, we we are coming. The the the, the rescue teams are coming. Uh, we are, we are going to take care of you. You do not need to worry about and fear the king of Amon. I, I could I could only imagine the the sense of relief that that the people felt because because remember the people were in in a sense of of trepidation. Um, you know I I, I could only imagine um, after the great uh, destruction of the of the military uh, of the of the Egyptian air force in sixty seven. You know Moshe Dayan said we won the war now we just have to fight it, and you know that sense that that they've been vindicated. And certainly as the, the, the next six days progressed, uh, after that, uh, that sense of, of, of greatness that, that they felt. The people of Yavesh Gula were under terrible, terrible threat. They were under threat of a terrible pogrom. Um, the pogrom the pogrom was that they're, 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 they were going to be physically harmed. They were going to be physically mean for the rest of their life. And, and that was the only way they had a chance to make some kind of peace. And they and they sent out the word, and and then and there was Yeshua, and the Yeshua and the Yeshua came, and that that's so really really so important. So the people of Yavesh said to to the king, "Tomorrow we will go forth to you." And you know you'll do whatever you'll do, you'll do what you'll do whatever you want. Right. So why did they say that to them? Like, what, like, what, what was the purpose? So the Mitzudat David says it was tri- it was a trick. They, they want they wanted it to to let them relax. Um, you know, They said to the people of Nachash, "Tomorrow we're going to go out. and you will do uh, whatever you need to do." Ulahato and to to trick them. Um, he said that so that they will not be on on God. So uh, again, again to refer to back to May of 1967. So there was a lot of war of wits going on, you know, between the Arabs and, and the Israelis. Um, there, there was there was a time, um, you know, um, the, the Israelis mobilized the army, and and uh, then Moshe Dayan went on the air and he declared, you know, the, the, the crisis is over. And he sent the army home. What that really meant was he sent them home for Shabbos, and he told them they have to come back. But so is Shabbos. As this was, this was, there was right before the right that last week in May and that early that that first week in June before June fifth, there was a really tremendous war of wits going on here. Uh, again, again, you see the people of Manshayavish Gilad. They played the a game. They said, "Oh, tomorrow." Tomorrow we're coming out to you. Tomorrow we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna take care of you. And here you go. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to see what's going to happen in, in, in a minute. So that's very important. Anyway, Vahimi Maharas. So plus get out. So it says it says on the on the next day, Vayasem Shaul Esam Shlosha Russian. Shaul appointed three companies. 
Um, just stay reminded, it sounds very familiar. It's the story of Gidon, right? Gidon had, although Gidon only went with 300 men, as we discussed, but Gidon also divided his army into three. You know, the Ramban, Ramban always talks about, you know, Marcel Avos Simon Lebanim, that the absence of the fathers is a sign of what, you know, what the children are going to do. And, you know, it, it, it amazes me <laughs> that, 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 that those four words have had such an impact on Jewish history. Like so, so many, so, so many times that we, you know, we do things and, and you look back and you say, well, that, that's what happened beforehand. And we see here with, with you know, the story with Gidon. Uh, Gidon also divided in, in, into three. Um, in, in an attempt to, uh, you know, save the Jewish people from Midian. And you have Shaul doing the same thing. If you remember, uh, Gidon was also the night in the early morning. Uh, now, again, Ashmores, uh, the, the Radak explains to us, Ashmores Haboker is the is, is the night is divided into three watch periods. First Mishnah in Mesechus Brochos, the Me'emasai Korin Eshema Be'arvin, Mishasha Kohanim Nechnasim Lechol Be'chumasan, Ad Sov HaShmura Rishona, Divrei Rabbi Elias. Right, so the Mishnah tells us that it's a three-way machlokas, really two-way machlokas, uh, one is a siyag. Um, uh, what's the latest time to say Shema? Rabbi Elias says, the end of the first Ashmora. What's an Ashmora? So the night is divided into three watch periods. And Rabbi Lezah holds that you're only allowed to say Shema up until the first third of the night. We don't pass in the little halacha, pass in like Chom Ankatzos, and really like Rabbi Gamliel all night, but the Chachamim just did it as protection. But that concept in, in Jewish philosophy is always out there. We know what we say, we're supposed to say Slichos, like in, in the last. The, the, the minute is we get up very early. Uh, the the Shochanarach writes, uh, the first words in Hilchus Rosh Hashanah, that we're supposed to get up early in the Ashmora Saboka. So the Mishabur points out over there, that in that early, that last Ashmora of the night, says that a Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence is hovering um, in, in the world. So that's a time where, where there's extra protection and there's extra segula, and that's why we say slichos at that. At, we're supposed to say slichos at that time. So he says, So ashmora saboke, um, and as again, as a, just to to codify this, the mesudat of his hua mishamer hashlishi asamach laboke. It is the the third uh, watch period right before uh, morning. Now, um, so what happens? So they they attacked at the early point in the morning. Uh, although although they said earlier they're going to come at midday, but here they came even earlier. Um, it says uh, it says and uh, and they were so there were survivors, but they were scattered. They did not remain two men together. They the the victory was so intense that they that they they scattered so much that two people were afraid uh, to stand together. Now, what's uh, what's interesting here is number one, Kehomayom reminds us of Abraham. So, if you think about it, what happened at Kehomayom? Um, the Malachim came. What did the Malachim come to tell them? They came to tell them that Sarah is going to give birth to to Yitzchak. That was at Kehomayom. So that was when they arrived. 
So Chomayom is a symbol of, 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 of a very positive future. So, so Shaul cashes in on that and, and he attacks her up to Chomayom. So that, that's a, also a note. Um, and and they're, they're, they're tremendously successful. And the, the Radak points out, Radak quotes this idea by Yom Ashlishi, the third day, by Avraham. So I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how he connects that to here. But again, uh, um, but you see similarities to Avraham as well. So the, the, pe- the people then said to Shmuel, who is it that said, will Shaul reign over us? Meaning, meaning Shaul has been vindicated in the eyes of the people. His tremendous victory and his tremendous protection of the Jewish people. Now, now, now in sense, those people were now, now people who had challenged his right to be king were incensed. He said, then they said, Mia, Omer, Shaul, who bit Mia, as the Radak says. Question, who, how dare anyone say it? Rashi says it also. Rashi says, he says, whoever dares and spoke against Shaul, well, now we, we want to get rid of those people. Those people have no place among us. But Shaul, so here, uh, unlike our conversation last week, here Shaul, Shaul says, not the time, not the time. Uh, and today is the day of, of Yeshua, and in a day of, of Yeshua, in a day of salvation, um, that's not the time to 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 take care of uh, king, kingly matters uh, or or people that are uncooperative. Um, Show understood that this was a special day that when 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 the Jewish people come together to protect the other Jewish people, and then and then they are successful. That's a that's a great day of of Yeshua. Uh, you know, there uh, throughout history, there have been these days, there's something called Purim de Frankfurt, uh, that there was some pogrom that was uh, held up against the Jews of Frankfurt. And, and I don't know the whole story, but it didn't, it didn't happen. And they, they declared that every year they used to celebrate um, a special day uh, called Purim de Frankfurt um, because, because of, great, of great Yeshua's and great salvations that took place uh, among, among the Jewish people. And Shaul said, today's not the day to, you know, to take care of those people. The Ein Roy Lahamis Ish Yom Teshua, Masudat David says, it's not, it's not appropriate to, uh, to, you know, to take care of these people on this day. The implication is that in other circumstances, Shaul would not hesitate to invoke his royal prerogative, as indeed he does later in the book. Since the death penalty for rebellion against the king is at his discretion, Shaul has the legal right to pardon the offender. However, the sages criticize him for doing so, because Shaul renounced his honor and reign and did not endure. It is ironic that Shaul was chosen in great measure because of his humility, eventually lost his throne because he dis- his displaced humility when strength was called for. God's challenge to man is that he must control his nature. As king, Shaul had to remain humble, yet overcome this commendable instinct in order to bring the nation to a higher degree of obedience to Hashem and Torah. So that's uh, also an idea. So one could look at it in a negative way, but I I think this day required um, celebration. 
and not a time to take care of other people. So that 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 that's what happened. So after this battle, um, I just want to, I should mention that the people of Anshe Yavesh Gilad never forgot the tova that Shaul did for them. And the story is uh, maybe in uh, who knows how many months uh, we'll get to the second uh, Sefer Shmuel. Um, I, I don't even like calling it that because because it's, it's a Koish uh, division, but uh, whatever the, 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 the Gemara calls it Sefer Shmuel. Okay, whatever for 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 convenient purposes we'll call it Shmuel base. Um, and when we get there, we'll talk about the people of the Avesh Gilad and even the end. I think even the end of this Sefer, um, where where they when the Plishtim wanted to humiliate him, they they somehow were able to steal his after he was after he died. They were able to steal his body and bury him. I think they did a secret burial on on Shalomelech so that there shouldn't be a bizayan of him, of himself personally, and the king. And that was a chesed that, that the people of Yavesh Gilad did because, because of this event, that they never forgot how when when it, when it was necessary and when it was time to stand up for um for Shaul, for for, the, for them, that Shaul was there for them and, and they re- repaid him with the chesed at the end of his life. So it's also an important concept here. Anyway, so this is a very interesting idea to me. Shmuel tells the people, we're going to go to Gilgal. We've spoken many times about the importance of the place of Gilgal, and we'll renew the kingdom there. So what does that mean? So Shmuel Anobi said, you know, originally when I told you he's going to be king, not everybody, not everybody accepted him. But now that there was a great Yeshua in Am Yisrael uh, and, and this great event had taken place, now let's go and let, let's let's re, you know, let, let's let's re-celebrate and re-establish the kingdom. So it's just interesting that, uh, and I think I think it's important that that sometimes, sometimes again, and the Radak says it as well. Uh, originally, there were some people who disgraced him. How is this guy going to save us? Now, everybody, because of the great redemption, uh, salvation that had happened through this battle of Nachash, now they were all on board. Right, it's 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 they're going to go to the place where the Aaron and the and the Oa Moed was when they came to the land. We've seen Sefer Yeshua. Even though the Aaron and the was in Nov, but 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 that that place became a a magical place because that was the first place that they came and established. Uh, uh, the Mishkan before we went to Shiloh, and, and so now they go going to this place called Gilgal. Um, anyway, but but you know we do see that in life that, that people need that you know need to see something before they 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 jump on board. You know it's um you know you look you learn you learn in life that that people always are looking for that little act for that for that. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how, how how nice you are or how good you are. It's when you do when you're there for them, when you do something for them, that's what that's what makes a difference in life. And you know, they questioned Shaw and they challenged Shaw, but now there was no question. 
now he was clearly in charge, the king and the defender of the Jewish people. And that 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 I think is the ongoing story from that that, that comes out of Sefer Shoftim into this period of time. The need to be the defender of the Jewish people. I think I mentioned this to you, and I mentioned this to a lot of people um, that that until we had, had these shiurim and sefer shoftim, I hadn't, I did not have the most positive feelings about Shimshon. But after going through the parochium and the way we went through them, I, I think he was one of the greatest Jewish heroes ever in history. Uh, no, wasn't the Rosh Hashiva, and no, he wasn't the God of Lador, and he was never, he was never built up to be that. He was one of the great defenders the Jewish people ever had, and. And I think that ongoing thing, the, that legacy of Shimshon and, and, and Gidon and, and others that, that come out of Sefer Shoftim is the driving force for, for what, what makes the kings great. You know, da, you know, David Amela, among the great things that he did, and he did many great things, but the fact that he, he, he expanded the borders and he created buffers and he created peace in the land. That, that, that might have been his greatest contribution. And that's what, and that's what laid the foundation to build the base of Migdash. Without that happening, if, not, if, if Shlomo had to deal with wars and enemies, how was he going to build the base of Migdash? He would have had the same issue as, as Hashem told David, your hands are filled with uh, blood. But, but that needed to happen. The, the king needed to be that chief defender of the Jewish people, um, you know, both physically and spiritually. You know, we see Moshe, um, you know, is a great defender of the Jewish people, both physically and spiritually. Uh, and and that, that passed down all through the generations. And Shaul clearly here establishes himself as, as the great defender of the Jewish people. So Shmuel tells them to come to Gilgal. Right, and they, they, they make them, uh, as Mr. Dattava says, himlichu shenis. It was a, a second, it was a second dip, right? The second time they made him the king. Um, it was a, uh, and they gave korbanos, and and um, and there was a sense of happiness. Now, what does happiness mean? Happiness means content, right? Wait, wait. The word simcha is misinterpreted. Simcha does not mean you walk around with a smile on your face and you're doing jumping jacks all day. Simcha means that you have a sense of contentment, that you're able to navigate life in a sense that this is all good. Uh, and, and, and yes, life has challenges, but overall the picture is pretty good. And that's what it means, a wealthy person is someone who's happy with his lot in life. Like there, there is no one that, that 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 could ever tell me that he does not have any challenges in life. There's no such a person on this earth. But but how we navigate them and how we get through them and how we how we move on from from challenging times is is the sign of simcha. That when a person has simcha, a person is a is able to to gather the inner strength to to move on. And and I, I think that there was a tremendous inner strength here that Shaul demonstrated, and I think there was a tremendous inner feeling that the Jewish people felt that that may, maybe for the first time, um, other than under Shmuel, but but even so, uh, maybe for the first time in a very long time, there was the sense that 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 we could we could be what we need to be. We could live in Eretz Yisrael the way we need to live in Eretz Yisrael. We can go back to our farms. And, and and not be so and not be so worried about 
you know, what's what's going to happen. And I, I think that's very important. The whole Anshei Yisro Ad says there was tremendous. There was Ad It's a, a very, very, very strong statement that was the, of the of Simcha, um, really the beginning of, of, of a new of a new era in Jewish in Jewish history. That the appointment of the king represented a new a new sunrise. It was a it was it was Hashemesh v'Zarach Hashemesh. The sun was rising on a new time in Jewish history. Um, they had. 400 years, as we discussed, the great length when we, when we had the Shiram on Shoftim of challenging times. But now the sun is rising on a new time. And, and, and although, as we know, because we have because we have the advantage of 2020 hindsight, although it was not Shoal who really made the ultimate impact, um, but it certainly gets the credit for beginning uh, that, that impact. And, and, and this story of Yavesh Gilad is the critical story in getting to that point in in history, so let's start. We'll start you base a little bit, and uh, next time, again, uh, a reminder that we're not on next week. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll send an email, whatever. Uh, next week, what we're not on, we'll be back in two weeks. It's the last night of Hanukkah. Uh, if anybody uh, can't come on, uh, you know, I, I, I understand, uh, but uh, you'll you'll get it on the podcast. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back on the last night of Hanukkah. So next week we're off. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's just do a little bit, and then we'll stop. Um, Shmuel said, listen, listen, guys. Uh, he said, you know, Radak says, after you asked me for the king, and I didn't give you the king, so I couldn't say a word to anything to you. He says, because I don't, you shouldn't think that my, my purpose was to prevent you from having a king. Once you asked for the king, I made it happen. Okay? So that's what he says. So he says, You know, I, I, I've done what you asked and, I, and I've given you the king. Okay. The uh, Atah. Now you have a king that goes before you. Vaniza Kanti. Like I am old and gray, <laughs> right? And my sons here, they are with you. And as to me, I walk before you. I mean, I, I've done my bid for men and country, is what Shmuel was, was kind of saying to them. So the Mesudat David says, now that the king will go before you and he is strong in his kingdom, in Cain, He says that, that now that the king is, is, is in place, now we got to go forward, and, and everything else that will happen will happen uh, as a result as a result of that. All right. So we know. So we had Nadaf the other day that that we said that that Olo Shmuel wasn't that old. Uh, the Gemara says that Kafs Elav Zikna Yilohaya Elav He was really only fifty two years old. Olafish Elo Amru Elav Elo Yiran Anu Am Shemais Bekatsa Yamim Kafs Elav Zikna Kadesh Yira Zokin. 
Right. The Gemara says, very interesting, the Gemara says that the, that, that, that Shmuel was protected from anyone saying anything bad about him, that, that no one should say that, you know, he died young because of something that he did wrong. So, so, he, so uh, Hashem made him look very old. So people say that he just aged rapidly and that's what, and that's what caused, uh, that's what causes that. Uh, yeah, so, and he goes, the Radak goes on to say, he says, uh, he said, because on the day that Chana davened for me, Eli became the Shofet. Right, see, he does the redact does the calculation based on events that happened that shows that he was 50, that he was 52 years old. And, 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 that, and that's what happened. So he said, so basically Shmuel says that I'm done, you know, I've done my bit. As, uh, and, and he says, Here I am, testify about me in the presence of Hashem. And the president of his anointment, as Shormi Lakakti, Lachamor Mi Lakakti, as Mi Ashakti, as Mi Ratsosi, Umiad Mi Lakakti, Kofer, Valimini Bo, Vasimacha. It's almost like, um, uh, you know, Moshe uh, Rabbeinu also said that by Korah. He says, as Chamor, Lonasasi, Echad Mehem. Like, I, I never took anything from the people. And Shmuel also says to the people that very speech. Uh, uh, um, Shmuel said that I was honest with you. I was straight with you. There was no deceit. This, this, this is this is who I am. Uh, and and. And and he said that you know I never took anything from you, uh, so and Hashem should be the be the witness. And they said as one, a witness. Meaning meaning they accepted Shaul. I'm sorry, Shmuel for for what he was. Basko um, Rashi says actually a, a, a heavenly voice came and said that from Shemayim they testified to Shmuel's greatness. Shofia Ruha Kodesh, but based in Shamata. There's one of uh, Mora Marcos quote Rash quotes, one of the three places that Ruha the Kodesh uh, um, appeared in the based in Shamata to vindicate Shmuel. And of course, we know in our davening, David Amalek writes Moshe Viaram, the Kohanav, Ushmuel, the Kore Shemal. The Radak says, Ko Yisrael Kechad Amru E, Lafika Amar Vayomer Belashon Yachid. So Radak says the simple shot is that the Jewish people were in unison. They recognized who Shmuel was and what he did and what, and what he accomplished. And now basically what Shmuel is doing is, is he's going to pass on that torch to Shaul. And eventually, before he's done, because we're not done with Shmuel, before he's done, he's going to pass on that torch to David Amela. And when he passes on the torch to David Amela, that's when his mission on earth is really completed. And, and, and the Jewish people are set up in a way uh, you know, in a very similar way to Avram Avinu. You know, Avram Avinu, it says that Avram is a came by Yamim, Hashem Abraham Bakol. So it says that's when he sent Eliezer 
to, to he says, now, now, now that he has a son, he wants to make sure he gets married. So what's Pshat over there? Because Abraham wanted to make sure the legacy continues. So Shmuel Anovi also worked so hard. And, and we spoke some often about how Shmuel changed the entire course, single-handedly changed the course of Jewish history. Uh, and, 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 he, and before he dies, he wants to make sure that that legacy continues. And he's tremendously successful uh, in that. Okay, I think we're going to stop here for tonight. Uh, my, my voice is kind of disappearing. Uh, and uh, I think it's a good place to stop. Anyway, okay, just a reminder, again, we're not on next Sunday night. We'll be back two Sunday nights from now. Uh, please join. Uh, again, I want to remind everyone, Wednesday night, uh, we'll have a special shear um, dedicated to the art side of my mother-in-law, uh, Esther Tika Basisha and Neshama Shab and Leah. Uh, we'll have a, a we'll shear. I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak to you about in Yanei Hanukkah. And uh, Mr. Shem, I want to also take this opportunity to wish everyone a Freyloch and Hanukkah. You should have a Liftich in Hanukkah. And we should see all great things uh, as a, in the same way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu brought Nisim on Hanukkah once. It should continue to protect us uh, with, with Yeshua and the Chamos. Take care. Good night, everyone. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good night.